Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The Salam Psychiatry Clinic opens in Ferguson for the first time this Sunday. Its aim is to treat uninsured and underinsured community members for free. The Psychiatry Clinic is actually the fourth clinic opened by a group called the Muslim Community Services of St. Louis. And joining us today to talk about this critical work is Dr. Zia Ahmed. He's the founder and medical director of Salam Center. Dr. Ahmed, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're joined by Dr. Syed Mumtaz. He's a psychiatrist who will be providing services at the clinic. Dr. Mumtaz, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, Dr. Ahmed, you opened your first clinic. This was in North St. Louis in 2008. What led you to do that? I think there's a group of uh, us in our community, uh, Muslim physicians, that uh, we wanted to do something for the community and live our faith as um, there's a lot of emphasis in religion on helping others and helping those in need. Actually, it says in the Quran that uh, there's the most important thing is to help others. I think this is stressed again and again. And we wanted to live our faith and do something. And for a group of physicians, the best thing was to be able to start a, a free clinic for the ones who are in need. And so you've since expanded to both Benton Park and Ferguson, and now you'll be opening this psychiatric clinic. What made you realize that psychiatric services, mental health, that this was a space you wanted to get into? So after we started our first clinic in 2008 and expanded to Ferguson in 2013 and recently in Benton Park, what we kept hearing from the community was that, are there any psychiatrists? Can you see any mental health patients? And sometimes they would come just for refills of their psychiatric medication because they couldn't see a psychiatrist. And that's when I spoke to some of my psychiatric colleagues. Dr. Mumtaz is here, and I spoke to him. And he was able to help me in gathering a group. Uh, and we, to start off, we have nine psychiatrists that have signed up, and or some of them were there in the dedication uh, this past Sunday. And uh, I think we thought that this is really a need and we can really serve the community because psychiatry services are, from what I understand, although this is not my field and I'll let Dr. Mumtaz speak to that, are sorely lacking and especially for the ones who are not that privileged to have health insurance. Dr. Mumtaz, um, getting nine um, people to sign up for this, and you're saying, hey, come work for free, when I know physicians are very busy people. Was it difficult to get your colleagues to sign on? Not really. And everybody that we spoke with <clears throat> was very willing, were very excited, and we set up a first meeting. I think there were three or four showed up, and then subsequent meeting, more and more people showed up, and nine of us said, okay, we will be there, we will be uh, starting the clinic. So out of nine, two of us are child psychiatrists, and seven are adult psychiatrists. All of them are board certified. They've been living in this community for the last 20 years and just ready to give back. To the community. So what sort of conditions uh, do you see yourself being able to treat through this clinic? So <clears throat> mostly the common psychiatric disorders like depression, anxiety, um, in children's ADHD, anxiety, 
bipolar disorders, uh, in adults, schizophrenia. So these are the common conditions that we will treat. Uh, um, what we will do initially, since we haven't seen those patients, so we'll do initial evaluation mm -hmm. and then determine what kind of medications they need uh, and then follow them up regularly, like at least once a month follow up. Uh, also, we'll provide some counseling. Um, those who need more intensive counseling, we will refer them out. Uh, we have some partners there who will be willing to share these uh, patients with us. So if someone needs something more intensive, mm -hmm. you can do referrals. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and these are places that will also do it uh, without a charge or without yes. much of a charge? Without a charge. These are all free volunteer clinics, um, uh, charity clinics. Uh, they have many, many counselors in their offices who are seeing patients. Uh, so they'll be willing to see places like Walters Walk, um, BJC, mm -hmm. you know. So bigger institutions. Yeah, bigger institutions. So I think adding to that, there, we will make those referrals to those places. And depending on their own policies, they'll determine that. I think we cannot dictate, but we have discussed with them. Mm -hmm. And I think they will be able to accommodate. I think uh, I would like to add that in addition to providing services, we see a need for mental health uh, services in our communities. Ferguson, as you may see, was traumatized by the events a few years back, and we've seen other communities as well. If we, plus I think you hear different mindless acts of violence, if the little work that we do can stop one mindless act of violence, one school shooting, prevent one suicide, I think we would have done a work and that would be worthwhile. And I think this is what our goal is, to reach out in the communities. We would like uh, the service to be known uh, to the community, and we will certainly expand as the need grows, uh, depending on the resources that we have. So our clinic uh, is salamclinicstl.com. Information is available there. The contacts are there. Anyone that you know who may need it and does not have the resources, please contact us and we'd be happy to see them. And so how does this work? Is this something where people should go to the website, make an appointment ahead of time, or can they just show up during certain hours? So in the medical clinic, the one that you've been doing, which are weekly Saturday clinics, uh, most of the patients who come in are uh, walk-ins. In addition to that, there are patients who make appointments or some pa patients that you've seen ordered lab work or want to see them and follow up so they have appointments so they come in. In psychiatry, we have seen that there's such a need that majority of patients will be making appointments because they will get, but there will be some slots available for walk-ins as well. And Dr. Mumtaz, um, as you say, the needs here are great. Psychiatry is, is just a field that's really in demand these days. How many people will you be able to see um, during one of these, an average week? Right. So like Dr. Uh, Ahmad said, uh, we have we'll start uh, like psychiatry clinic will be on Sundays from noon to four, and initially you know when you don't know the patient you need more time to understand mm -hmm. patients his needs and what kind of services he needs. So initially the appointment will be for like forty minutes, forty five minutes, and then the follow up visits will be like twenty minutes. So uh, maybe first week 
I might see four patients or six patients, new patients, but following is we'll be able to see about 12 to 14 patients. Uh, uh, so that will be a start. And then I think as the time goes on and we see more needs, we can adjust the hours. We may increase the hours or we may increase the days too. To, yeah. And so this clinic is located uh, within a church in Ferguson. This is actually the fourth <coughs> clinic you formed with Interfaith Partners. And the Reverend Patrick Chandler is the senior pastor at St. Peter's United Church of Christ. He actually spoke with our producer at the dedication of the new Solemn Clinic last weekend. He explained how church members feel about the work you're doing. In the five years that I've been the pastor here, uh, this has been such an important part of who we are, uh, especially within the members of the congregation. Um, Members of the congregation take advantage of the services of the clinic. They volunteer for the clinic, and I think they are very proud uh, that we uh, are in partnership with the physicians to host the clinic. So for us, in the time that I've been here, it has never been an issue. Uh, It has been one of the smoothest partnerships and relationships. Uh, It's obviously a growing partnership and relationship, and I think it's also one of the most needed, uh, especially here in Ferguson. And that was the Reverend Patrick Chandler of St. Peter's United Church of Christ, which hosts the Ferguson Clinic. Um, And our producer, Lara Hamden, also talked to Donna Popello. She's the executive director of Deaconess Nurse Ministry. It provides nursing in the metro area, and that includes nurses for the Salam Clinic. Here's what she said about the clinic's interfaith aspect. I think for me, it's important as a person of, of, of faith to recognize that faith across all lines, whether you're Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, United Church of Christ, which I am, we all have the same basic tenets about love your neighbor and about caring for the world and creating a just and fair world for all people. And so that basically that undergirding tenet of love your neighbor is across the board. And so for me, that fills my heart knowing that together we can work together and it's better than being separate. That's Donna Papello of uh, Deaconess Nursing. Uh, Dr. Ahmed. I think this, uh, this is one of the most important aspects of our Salaam Clinic. This is an interfaith uh, partnership in which Muslim community services provide physicians. We're well, not only just Muslim physicians, but from other faiths as well. Um, we have uh, nursing from Deaconess Faith Nursing. You just heard a clip from Donna. And the partnership with the churches, uh, United Church of Christ, St. Peter's there, Lane Tabernacle in North St. Louis, and Epiphany Church in Benton Park. So all of them have come together, and as correctly pointed out, that in our faith, helping others and the one in need is uh, the one of the most important thing. And if I can just quote from the Quran, it says that hallmark of a true Muslim is that he should care for all of God's creation and should comfort and support those in need, whether they seek help or not. So this is from the Quran, and do not forget to, good, to do good to one another. This is from chapter, second chapter, verse 238. So I think that emphasis, in, and it's there in, in Bible, in, uh, in all religion. So I think that is an important aspect of it. And this has worked really well, and I, I am personally... Uh, thankful and on my own behalf and on behalf of our community for the other faiths that have come together and helped in creating this. Yeah, What a wonderful project. I think we should congratulate 
not only Muslim community but Deaconess Ministries and the United Methodist Church uh, for coming up with this service to f- providing free mental health uh, to needy. Uh, I think this should be a really good model for other communities to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all come together and helping people in need. Now, I I know when you set up the first clinic, one of the first church leaders you reached out to host it was the Reverend James Morris. He's the pastor of Lane Tabernacle Christian uh, Methodist Episcopal Church in North St. Louis. And members of his congregation, I've heard, were apparently on the fence, and they were asking, what's the catch? I'm wondering, uh, what was your organization's response to that? So, you know, anytime you come with a project which is out of the ordinary, like there was some in our community that why is it that we're doing it in a church and not uh, in in a mosque? Mm-hmm. or And why is it that we're not having someplace else? There are some people, but I think as, but on the other hand, there are some who are very supportive of that, as they were in our community and in Lane Tabernacle Church. And it is the positive, forward-looking people who are willing to to go out and do the work that actually always succeeds. What it takes is a, a few dedicated people to change the world. I think a lady by the name of Mead said that. that Margaret take, Mead. Margaret Mead. It takes only a small group of people to change the world. Actually, that is the only thing that changes the world. And I know this is a small thing, but uh, a dedication of few, that, and that is what helped. That is how our host in the um, Tabernacle Church helped. And that is how this thing has played out, and we hope to continue to work in that and grow our services. We're talking to Dr. Zia Ahmed and also Dr. Syed Mumtaz of the Salam Center. The Salam Psychiatry Clinic opens its doors in Ferguson this weekend. You know, you got that reaction at first, what's the catch? But now that you have a track record of working in the community, I imagine there's almost probably churches that are coming to you saying, come locate here. Um, Have you had any luck in getting others to sort of pick up this baton and um, run with this model elsewhere? So... Not elsewhere, but I think here we have, like, I, I just want to mention that in addition to nine psychiatrists, we've got an, over two dozen physicians that volunteer for the medical clinic. That's uh, a good number right there. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I think there are others, like you mentioned, have others come and approach you. Only in just this dedication on Sunday, Donna mentioned of um, uh, a homeless shelter in which one of the, her, her colleagues works that if they like, if we can do a clinic there. So the need is there. I certainly would like to see it in other cities as well. And I'm sure other communities, as Dr. Mumtaz pointed out, can take this as an example and do this. And I'm sure we'll see more of that. Uh, Fran Griffin is a Ferguson councilwoman. She works at St. Peter's United Church of Christ, which hosts the Ferguson Clinic. She talked to our producer about what she sees as the next step for the clinic in Ferguson. Right now, what we're looking for is transportation to be able to get patients to the clinic, even though, you know, we're talking about elders in the community that need the services, that have health conditions, that may live right off of West Florissant. But for them, getting from the side streets to West Florissant just to get on the the bi-state bus is is a challenge for them. So um, I'm happy that I'm now in a place where I can start putting suggestions out there, just having that knowledge of 
what the community needs are um, and adding to that because it's all going to be necessary in order to make this really successful and make it really serve the community as it should. That's Fran Griffin, um, who is a Ferguson councilwoman as well. So it sounds like ideas are kind of popping and people are picking up the ball and and running with it in different ways. I have to wonder, though, I mean, you have these physicians. um, They're all working full time. You know, you've now got this fourth location open. Does it ever feel like, wow, we're taking on a lot here. This might even be too much we're taking on. Actually, the way I look at it is that uh, it's a very small contributions we're making. We are working long hours for ourselves, our families. We uh, also have a lot of time that we spend in in social and activities and entertainment. To be able to do some little bit of work, just a few hours over a weekend, not every weekend, uh, one weekend every few weeks, and be able to help is a great thing. Uh, And I think this is something that we uh, all can do more, and I'm sure there are people, most of us feel that way. As uh, Martin Luther King said, the life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? All of us are working for ourselves. So, and it's our faith, too. It requires us to do something for others. And, you know few hours a week it's not bad uh, it gives a really good feeling that you are helping people out uh, so no there is no stress from it what about those of us who don't have this medical training we don't necessarily have these useful skills um, that your team has is there anything you're looking for currently um, where if somebody wants to get involved or wants to help what would be a useful way they could do that so actually you just uh heard a need which was mentioned. And this need uh, for transportation. Transportation. So if we can get some volunteers to help in that, that would be a great uh, thing that they could do. And to maybe drive clinic. people to yes, the clinic? Ma'am. Okay. The other thing also is that we, when we do the clinic, I cannot overemphasize the role that non-physicians play, mm-hmm. the nursing, the other administrative staff, the ones who come to the clinic and are sitting in, in the reception checking patients and checking them out. All of them come together to, for every physician, there are at least uh, three or four of them. So the non-physicians can also help us in that. I think uh, there are other things when we expand. We have laboratory services that we do. Those laboratory services have been provided free of cost by clinic lab and by lab diagnostic services. They provide us free of cost. So I think there are things that we, as we grow, and somebody can come in and say, I think this is something that you can, you can not only just contribute by other things, but you can contribute by your ideas as well and come and join the thing. Well, Dr. Zia Ahmed, founder and medical director of Salam Center, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. And Dr. Syed Mumtaz, thank you for being here. Thank you. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.